Do we have a pattern for music in worship? Good morning, and thank you very much for joining us. One of the things that differ among the Church of Christ and most others is our belief, our approach, and how we worship God from a musical standpoint. We do not use instruments of music. So let's talk about that. We'll not finish the lesson this week, but we should get to a pretty good stopping point, and we will continue on in the next week. So if you miss it, uh, be sure to check out the website, benchurchofchrist.org, or you can search Ben Church of Christ podcast if you can't tune in uh, the next couple of weeks for the conclusion. I want to set something in front before we get started into our discussion this morning. God has established patterns for man to worship, whether a direct command, approved example, or what is called necessary inference. And consider for just a moment the concept, the phrase, worshiping God, or praising God, to do what has been asked of us by God, to whom we are worshiping, to whom we are praising, is reasonable, isn't it? We are honoring, we are praising, we are showing respect, we're showing gratitude, we're showing gratefulness, we're showing love. Can we do such while doing things that are not asked of us? What we are focusing on in this study is answering the question, is there a pattern? When it comes to music and the worship of our God, is there a pattern? And again, to be certain we're on the same page, I am not entertaining the idea, will God accept something outside the pattern? I firmly believe that those that have all forms of instruments of music in their worship service to God firmly believe that God accepts it. They have to. That's not the question we're embarking on. The question is, is there a pattern? Did God reveal what he wants? There is. There is a pattern. God established a pattern. My conviction is that he expects man to follow, adhere to that pattern, and that man will be held accountable. I will be held accountable. You will be held accountable on how we follow, how we adhere to that pattern. God has established a pattern. So let's go back and look. Let's start in the Old Testament where instruments of music are revealed as part of the pattern. What, Jerry? You're, you're admitting right up front that they use instruments of music in the Old Testament? Why wouldn't I? They did use instruments of music in the Old Testament. Let's look at it. Is there a pattern? There is a pattern, and a very important pattern. And this word pattern, you've already probably tired of hearing it, but this word pattern is actually used in a number of places. So there is reason for us using it. In the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, we're reflecting back unto Moses uh, on Mount Sinai. If you remember, Moses was called out of the midst of a cloud uh, onto Mount Sinai, and he was there for 40 days and 40 nights receiving instruction from God. The Hebrew writer mentions this in chapter 8, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. See thee, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. And we read in Exodus 25, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, God said, according to all that I show thee 
after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. And it wasn't just referencing the instruments and music, but all of the vessels and the altar and, and all of the various components that made up the tabernacle is what he was referencing. Even so shall ye make it. So Hebrews, reflecting back on that, and Exodus chapter 25 is actually where it is documented, and then it goes into elaborate detail of how this sanctuary, this portable temple, this portable place of worship was to be made, and specifically how they were to put it together, how they were to construct it, how they were to, to deconstruct it, how they were to travel, and all of the various parts of the rituals and ceremonies and sacrifices, all of this was greatly detailed. God was specific about a number of things, including worship when it came to music. We read in 2 Samuel chapter 23, the first three verses, Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, and the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, all his titles, said, the spirit of the Lord spake by me and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel, the rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. Ruling in the fear of of God. Again, when we're talking about a pattern, we want to be sure this is in our mind of how we approach this pattern. We're reading First Chronicles chapter 25. David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and Jedithan, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries, and symbols. We're not going into great detail of these verses and all that goes with them, but again, it is specified here, prophets, names them, prophesying with harps, psalteries, and symbols. Who and the what was established there? And we see this pattern moving forward in 1 Chronicles chapter 28. David gave to his son Solomon the plans of the temple. So after the tabernacle was no longer needed, tabernacle was used when the children were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Once they were in the promised land, um, there was going to be a permanent dwelling, a temple. David drafted the temple plans and went to God, and God approved those plans, important, and David gave his son Solomon the plan. 1 Chronicles 28, verses 11. Its buildings, its storehouses, its upper rooms, its inner rooms, the room for the mercy seat, the holiest of holies, and the plan of all that he had in mind for the courts of the house of the Lord, all the surrounding rooms, for the divisions of the priests and the Levites, for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and all the utensils of the service in the house. We saw the word instruments earlier. For the golden utensils, the weight of gold for all utensils, for every kind of service, for silver utensils, the weight of silver for all utensils, for every kind of Details. And thus said David, First Chronicles 28 and 19, listen to what he said. The Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me even all the works of this pattern. 
God made me understand by his hand upon me all the works of this pattern. We continue down the timeline in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, three to 400 years later. The Ark of the Covenant was being brought into the temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. The Levites, which were singers, all of them of Asaph, of Heman, of Jeduthun, those were the names we just read a moment ago, all of them with their sons, the prophets with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals, psalteries, and harps, those three instruments that were named very early on, coincidentally are named again, stood at the east end of the altar and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Then, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. They followed the pattern and God rested Upon them in Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go into Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord hath made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came into Jerusalem with psalteries and harps, and this time with trumpets, which was also part, unto the house of the Lord. Again, a pattern was given, and frequently they actually referred back to the source of the pattern, the source of the commands. Second Chronicles 35, prepare yourselves by the house of your fathers after your courses, according to the writing of David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of Solomon, his son. Verse 6 of the same chapter, do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And verse 12, as it is written in the book of Moses, so frequently they would reflect back to being sure they were following the pattern. We read in 2 Chronicles chapter 25. He set the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals and psalteries and harps. You know where that, you know the comment there. According to the commandment of David and of Gad, the king seer, and Nathan, the prophet, for so was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. And we can continue reading about the Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priest with the trumpets. And all the congregation worshiped and singers sang, the trumpeters sounded, and all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. They sang praises with gladness in verse 30. They bowed their heads and worshiped with respect to their God. Prophets, priests, and Levites were in charge of these instruments in a very specific fashion, a very specified order, a pattern. It was not open for someone else to bring in anything else or of any nature outside of what was instructed. The tabernacle went from wandering in the wilderness to David's vision and approval of God for the temple in Jerusalem. The temple was in existence during the time of Christ. He visited there as a child and actually stumped those that were present at his knowledge in Luke chapter 2, verse number 41. He visited again later in John chapter 2, just after his first miracle of turning water into wine and drove out the money changers, telling them not to make my father's house a house of merchandise. This was the temple. 
He did a, a similar thing just before he was crucified. Christ spoke of utter destruction of the temple in Matthew chapter 24, saying not one stone would be left on the other referencing the pending destruction that was coming in AD 70. And remember what specifically happened in the temple at the death of Christ? In Matthew chapter 27, when he cried again with a loud voice and yielded up the ghost, behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. The earth did quake and the rocks rent. That veil that separated the holiest and the most holy, where the Ark of the Covenant was, where God descended and visited with the high priest every year as part of the atonement, that separation split and opened up the holiest of holies, which referenced all nations now would be blessed. In Galatians chapter 3, you're all children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, or is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one. What does this all mean? The pattern that was established for God's people, the children of Israel, the Jews, was being changed. The physical law was being fulfilled, Matthew chapter 5. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. The temple with its sacrifices, its ordinances, its symbols, and its ceremonies all ceased in AD 70 because it was destroyed. There was a pattern for music in the Old Testament, a specified group of people using specific instruments at specific times until that special place no longer existed. The special people no longer were needed. The special ceremonies no longer were needed and related ended as well. So we focus on two things. There was a pattern. And hopefully you picked up on the importance of following that pattern. And as time marched on, new generations arrived. The pattern was not updated to make worship more contemporary or to appease those trying to keep up with the times. There was respect of God and the prophets to follow the pattern that was delivered. And they did until it was no longer possible and also no longer needed. What happened after the death of Christ? As the church was established, did the Old Testament pattern continue? Or was a new pattern established? We'll discuss this next week this time. Until then, we bid you a very pleasant good day.